0: and welcome to Serenity Now, a place for entrepreneurs to ask questions, learn, get connected, and be inspired. Join us as we talk about all things business and the search for the ever-elusive Serenity Now in both business and personal life. In this episode of Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs, we speak with Shawnee Harley, a two-time Olympian coach for Canada's basketball team and the owner of Winning Matters a firm that focuses on mental fitness coaching for athletes and business owners. The episode touches on the F words as relevant to mental toughness. Here's a few that Shawnee shared and the list doesn't include the typical F word that we are exposed to.
1: Oh my gosh, like I started getting this list of F words and I'm like, holy cows, I do all of those. Fake, sport is famous. Well, actually life is fake it till you make it. Just get out there and be confident. Well, really what we're saying is start lying to yourself because when you're faking, you're lying. And I look back at my experience. I'm like, yeah, I did that. Then I thought about fear and I'm like, wow, I'm really good at hiding from my fear. And then I thought about the words feel and I thought, wow, I've been avoiding some feelings. I believe that when we do these things, there's a cost. It's the opposite of emotional intelligence. And I think the other cost is you can't hide forever. What is one of
0: the ways you can overcome one or more of these F words in
1: daily practice? So try this for your listeners called paradoxical thinking means I might get what I want. I might not get what I want. And I'm going to investigate both of those two things and I'm going to work through Can I handle it if either of these things happen? So it's the ability to hold two contrasting thoughts simultaneously because we've examined them and we believe in our heart that no matter which one of them happens, we have a toolkit to manage it. Peggy
0: chats about how vulnerability and weakness are connected.
1: If you're a little bit vulnerable,
2: will you be weak? I think those two words have been matched together for too long, and I think vulnerability is really a strength. And being vulnerable, you have to acknowledge the things you can't do as well as the things you can do. This episode is
0: packed with different learnings that would benefit any business professional listening. Running a company involves a range of emotions, and knowing how one manages successes and failures is key in the entrepreneurial journey. Let's take a listen.
2: Welcome to this episode of Surrending Now for Entrepreneurs. Tonight, we have as a guest on our show, Shawnee Harley. Shawnee just happens to be a very old family friend of mine. Grew up in the same town and, incidentally, just a two-time Olympic coach. So, welcome, Shawnee. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about who
1: you are, what you do, and uh, we'll go from there. I'm a mental fitness coach. The majority of my work is done with athletes, and I help them figure out what's going on in their head, then cut through the noise and unleash their inner tiger. And because it takes a village, a big village, I also work with their parents and coaches. The reason I got into it is on the biggest day, the biggest stage of my life, which is the Olympics in Rio in 2016, I did not know what to do with all of the thoughts that were going on in my head and all of the feelings that were swirling around me when the pressure went up and the term that we use in sport is called choking and i had first-hand experience with it and i decided i needed to do something about that because i don't think choking is necessary i think it happens because we're lacking a toolkit
2: well that's a really good analogy for business too Shawnee. And I know you've worked with corporations and you've helped with some professional development. And and it's really quite similar. What we learn in sport, we apply everywhere in life. So I really think what you have to tell us today is really pertinent to our listeners as well, who are generally in business or wanting to become entrepreneurs or like you are also an entrepreneur, because while you are a mental toughness coach, you are first an entrepreneur. And you told me a story about your own experience having to pivot when the pandemic struck and your own fears. And you mentioned something that I found quite interesting. And you said, what F word is it? I know which one I like to use. <laughs> I think we <laughs> all use that one. But you had some really good story about different F words and how they how they block us and how we need to listen to them. And And I would really like you to get into those other F words that
1: we might all run into. I think it really helped me when I became an entrepreneur, you know, the, the phrase physician heal thyself. When I started doing this coaching thing, I was like, oh my goodness, the person I'm coaching is myself. Thank you, clients, for helping me coach myself and become so much smarter about myself. In all seriousness, when I looked at what choking was, and I just dug into it, and I'm like, oh, I see what happened. It was a fear. It was an unhandled fear. It was an unacknowledged fear that actually had been there before. But what often happens with our fears, which is normal, the things that we're afraid of, we push away or we run away, right? We go into avoidance behaviors. That sounds normal to me. But you can see that when we keep doing this, these fears don't go away. They're going to show up and bite you right on the butt on the biggest day, the biggest stage of your life. And we all have our Olympics. Right. As entrepreneurs, we're we're in the Olympics every damn day trying to win the gold medal. And I just trying to stay on the hill, sometimes just
3: trying to just stay standing upright. (laughs) You know, that that's a good day sometimes,
1: Shawnee. See, there we go. (laughs) And and it is an up and down, isn't it? This journey. What I wanted to figure out was what happened to me and to us in that choking. Like, what did my fear do to me and what can I do about it? And then I started thinking that fear is a is an F word. And then, oh my gosh, like I started getting this list of F words. And I'm like, holy cows, I do all of those. Fake, sport is famous. Well, actually life is fake it till you make it. Right? Just get out there and be confident. Well, really what we're saying is start lying to yourself. Because when you're faking, you're lying. And I look back at my experience. I'm like, yeah, I did that. Then I thought about fear. And I'm like, wow, I r- I'm really good at hiding from my fear. And then I thought about the words feel. And I thought, wow, I've been avoiding some feelings. I believe that when we do these things, there's a cost. It's the opposite of emotional intelligence. And I think the other cost is you can't hide forever. Like, I don't care how good of a hider you are. Like, you're going to get caught. These feelings are going to catch you. And that's been my journey. When I pivoted, COVID made me do that. And then I was like, I don't want to. Like, screw you, COVID. Like, I was doing really great the way I had it we get another screw you COVID? I'm good with that. Right. But you know what? It's another F word. (laughs) But then I asked myself why? Like I went in and I'm like, what? What's underneath it? And so I asked myself, what am I afraid of? What am I avoiding? What am I protecting? What am I protecting against? And then I figured out why I said screw you COVID because that was a defense mechanism to not handle the things that I was afraid of protecting and avoiding. So that's been my journey.
2: That's a great journey in terms of isolating the feelings, isolating the fears and isolating the lies, I guess. So when you talk to business people, Shawnee, what do you tell them? Where where do you start with an entrepreneur who has all those things? They have the fear. I mean, I've been paralyzed at times. I mean, especially when it comes to Investment, spending a big amount of money, or or taking on a new employee, or something like that. You know, I I have felt that parallelism where you don't want to move forward, but you have to move forward.
3: Peggy, I was going to liken to what you're just saying is a lot of the firsts that you're doing in business. Yeah, yeah,
1: the first. No, There's another F the word. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this is so good. I oh, forgot I love this. Okay. <laughs> This is what I learned from like, I practiced all this stuff on myself because I'm like, if I'm not doing it, I better not be selling the Kool-Aid to someone else. I better be the first person. Here's what I am doing, Peggy, with all of my clients, because it doesn't matter if we're an athlete. It doesn't matter for a a mom or a dad. It doesn't matter for an entrepreneur or if we are an employee or a president, you know, in a business. We're all human beings. We're human beings first, human doings second. That means all of us have these feelings. And when we think about firsts, for entrepreneurs, that's what we're about, right? In fact, we're called leaders because we go first. So think about all the fear that comes with that. The two major fears that I've identified, and for myself as an entrepreneur, which is your listeners, is the fear of failure. And for all of us, there's our imagined fears and there's real fears. Like if you invest big load of money, when the stakes are high, failure is real. Yeah. Right? If the failure is real, that's one fear. I don't know in which order these are. The second, so that's one, there's two major ones. The second one is, it's FOPO, like FOMO, but not. F-O-P-O, fear of people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are people going to way. think mm-hmm. if I'm not successful? What are my competitors going to think? What's social media going to say about me? What's my family, my friends, et cetera, et cetera. What am I going to think of me? What am I going to think? Our biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. Right so here good. in this chair. Yeah. So now we know. So there's the problem. Here's what I do for a solution. And I'm going to say that none of these solutions are perfect. None of these work every single time. But that's part of being entrepreneurs is we are we're called to be courageous if we're going to be entrepreneurs. So I do I teach this in sport and it's it's really cool because it really helps. And I do it to myself when I'm afraid to move forward in my business because this is uncharted territory half the time. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) I'm faking it. (laughs) so try this for your listeners it's called paradoxical thinking and paradoxical thinking means i might get what i want i might not get what i want and i'm going to investigate both of those two things and i'm going to work through can i handle it if either of these things happen so it's the ability to hold two contrasting thoughts simultaneously because we've examined them and we believe in our heart that no matter which one of them happens, we have a toolkit to manage it. So if you if I come back to sport, sport teaches us the exact opposite. We are never supposed to think about losing. And I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. There's one frickin winner. So what are all the other people supposed to think about? Damn it? Yeah. First yeah. Holy Duh. One
4: person gets gold. Right.
1: So I'm working on this in my business. Like I think of a new something I want to do or I've been practicing my Facebook posts or I think about a shift or a pivot or a new Or And so this is what I ask myself. OK, Shawnee, how will you feel if you don't get what you want? And I have to tell you, that question has really empowered me. Because I have I'll have an answer. I'll be like, you know what? I don't think I could handle it if I don't get what I want. Then don't F and do it. Pick something else. <laughs> if that thing didn't work and my world is going to be shattered, then that helps me go, hey, you know what? Maybe that's not a good business decision. We look at that
2: as risk whether we're talking about financial risk or emotional risk or whatever you're mitigating your risk right you're trying to determine at the start what it could look like if it goes bad and that that's prudent in any type of transaction in business, whether it's an emotional transaction or a financial transaction or whatever else there is.
1: I like all of it. I feel like something that we get taught when we're we're supposed to mitigate risks, I refer to it in sport and I see it in everything. It's like a false confidence. We'll look at the risk, but then somehow we talk ourselves into the fact that, you know, we got this. Like the facts, sometimes the facts are right in front of our face and we don't make the we don't make a good decision right like this is where i come back to fake right that f word how do we look at risk how do we use paradoxical thinking how do we look at these two things and not lie to ourselves like not lie to ourselves not lie to our clients not lie to our colleagues not lie to our investors there's something about to truthfully look at the truth that is very freeing and I don't, know, I don't know if we're very good at that because I think we get caught in one of two things. We think we're confident about it and so we don't look at the real risks or we look at the risks and we're scared shitless and yet they aren't as big of risks as we think they are, right? Like how do we find the real truth? That has been the best guide for me when I've been moving forward in my business.
4: I staff avoiding things that they're afraid of. And, and I just don't think it's occurred to them to actually analyze what the worst case scenario can be. So they, they, they're imagining some unknown scary thing without actually diving into what it actually could be. So I think it's become this big scary thing and it hasn't actually occurred them to think about what it, I don't know, define it, I guess, is what I'm to trying to say. To break it down.
2: To break it to down. To break it
4: down. And then when once you, because once you break it down, it's never as scary as you think it's going to be if you don't actually think about it. You look at the reality of it and you say, okay, if I take action A and action B, consequence B, C, or D could happen. B is what I want. B is where I'm like happy, happy place, happy dance. C is like, meh. I landed the client, but it's not as big a contract as I thought. Oh, I can live with that. D is they hate me. They don't want to hire me. They never <laughs> want to work with me or whatever. Like just as an example, then we can kind of break down, okay, these are the possible scenarios and you're really looking at it and then going, okay, can what can I cope with? Or what can I do in mitigating the risk of like what can I do to land that client? What can I do to overcome any objections they might have? So you can prepare in a sense. I know we've talked about that a lot in mitigating risk. Is like what is the contingency plan? Where can we pivot to? Where where can we step next if something doesn't go our way?
3: I think where Shawnee's going, and I like everything. I mean, I'm always chatting about risk. You guys know that, so it's just <laughs> one one of my special words. I think hitting hitting the heart of the matter which is actually just acknowledging it which none of us do like we just say I'm the entrepreneur or I'm the CEO or I'm the leader and I've just there's a situation we gotta plow through it we're gonna get through it this is what you know but actually just taking that moment to say hold tight let's let's have a moment and and look at it I really like something that you said earlier Shawnee is when you talked about the fear and acknowledging that that's one thing But the feeling part, I don't think, you know, especially as women in business, leaders in business, we were, you know, I always talk about, I'm not an emotional person. Emotions get in the way of me being objective. But I say things like that. But at the end of the day, I acknowledge my feelings. I acknowledge my emotions because it's also part of our gut and our brain not sinking or saying something to us. I think there's, there's so many amazing pieces here, Shawnee. I, I just can't wait to hear the next steps, but I, I hear what everybody is saying as well.
4: They tell us that, right? Don't they tell us that? Like, don't let them see you sweat. That's the, that's fake. the fake
1: part, that's the F word, yeah. If I see if this, if, if this helps a little bit, I think there's something about getting clarity on our fear. I believe that we are less afraid of things and more afraid of feelings. I think when the thing happens that we don't like, didn't want, it's the feeling that we fear. Embarrassment. It comes back to fopo. I can't. Bad I damn fopo. Yeah. fopo. <laughs> and you know what? As entrepreneurs, I think we have to be so emotionally intelligent and really look at you know what I teach the, our clients is name it to tame it. Name our feelings. And we are not good at this. We're not good at this. And we're not very accurate at it. When we name it, it subsides. The opposite is what you resist persists. So the solution is name it to tame it. But who wants to do that? Like we're yes, not it, wired to do that. It's, that.
2: it's that vulnerability that we don't want yeah. to. Truth. To, to, yeah, right. Truth. Transparency. And ego. Ego. Ego, gets ego oh. always gets in the way. I wonder if you're a little bit vulnerable, will you be weak? I think those two words have been matched together for too long. And I think vulnerability is really a strength. And being vulnerable, you have to acknowledge the things you can't do as well as the things you can do.
1: It comes back to faux-po, fear mm-hmm. what people think. And one of you said it. I can't remember, what do I think? And if I think vulnerability is weak, think about the chain reaction. Mm-hmm. I think it takes courage to be vulnerable. Oh, absolutely. And I believe that courage is proof and evidence of mental toughness. There's that word tough. I don't even really like that word, but that's the word that sport uses. I think vulnerability is a soft skill, and I think it's part of emotional intelligence. Yeah, there's a lot of talk of emotional
2: intelligence now. It wasn't something that hit a boardroom before, but I think it's actually on the minds of board of directors now on the minds of CEOs, on the minds of entrepreneurs, because it is such a huge factor in performance and everyone's day to day business. Right. If you're emotionally intelligent, I think you bring out so much more
1: in people. Well, I think you bring out more in yourself, too. Yeah. Emotional intelligence. It's the ability to acknowledge, understand and manage my thoughts, feelings and emotions. Acknowledge Mm -hmm. That's that's a big... Acknowledge is the opposite of fake. Mm
4: -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I have a question, Johnny.
4: Younger people in their 20s and 30s, this idea of manifesting. You know, if I'm sitting in my room, I can manifest my dreams to come true. And um, we don't talk about something not happening because if you put that energy out there, then, then it could possibly not happen. I hear people saying this. I'm not quite a believer in that I think you need action I'm old school because I'm like okay it's one thing to think about it but who the hell is going to do the work right so so I just I have never quite gotten that but then I I do wonder when people are saying and people I respect they're saying well you know Nina you can't put a negative thought out into the world like that because that's a dangerous thing so how would
1: you respond to that because I I don't really know how to respond to that I'll give you my opinion which means It's true for me. I don't have a book. I'm not having been on Oprah. I don't have my own YouTube channel. So (laughs) it's just my humble opinion. I believe they're called feelings because we're supposed to feel them, all of them. And when we say this is a positive one and this is a negative one, we have just placed a judgment on feelings. Good feelings are good, bad feelings are bad. And they are in two buckets, do not have these over here. So I I just want to ask people, so when those, the negative ones come, what do you do with them? They're like, well, I don't think about them. I'm like, great. Keep faking it. How's that working for you? Keep lying to yourself. How's that working for you? I want to say that I'm spiritual. I believe that I am spiritual. I believe there is, I believe in the law of attraction. I don't know if that's different than manifesting. I do know that taking action gets more results than action, and taking the right actions gets even better results. I spent most of my life trying not to have negative thoughts. And on the biggest day, the biggest stage of my life, I didn't have one effing thing I could do about the negative thoughts that flooded over me. And I choked. Did I manifest incorrectly? I don't know. I didn't have, I don't know how to, obviously, I don't know how to do that. I'm just a believer in authenticity. I'm I'm a believer in truth. And every person's truth is different. And I think if we could just think of feelings as one bucket instead of two, and if we stop judging good, bad, better, best, and just say, what is this feeling showing me? In fact, I teach, if you wanna know what's happening, call in the FBI and look for clues because feelings bring information. FBI, all of them. So if I don't look at those, I just think I missed a whole load of information that the universe was showing me. So that's what I do. That's what I teach. I don't know if it's good, bad, right or wrong. It's working for me. It's working for my clients. And I think each person has to find, you know, what works for them. That makes a lot of sense. It's kind of what we
4: talk
0: about with gut instinct, right? Like you get a feeling. Nina, i just wanted to add you know i'm a believer in the law of attraction similar to Shawning here and i think the key thing is and i've learned this from another course i'm not going to take credit for it but in the word attraction is action there's a difference between sitting out there and like manifesting in your room not doing anything versus i wish you could see action. what stephanie
3: looks like right now and you know describing how she's putting her hands in the air and yeah i side just like to side. To the upper, you know to
0: the skies and the universe to say bring this to me But then not to take action again, I'm not taking any credit, not taking any blame, but it's really interesting because I think that is the difference between law of attraction or attracting things into your life versus manifesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it is that authenticity. I think that's exactly, you know, what seems to be a big challenge continues to be a big challenge uh, right now in the world is this being authentic. I just wanted to make sure that we have time to do a quick fire around the table um, because I think it's something that uh, seems to resonate with our listeners a lot. So whether you want to bring up something that really resonated with you or an extra thought, maybe I'm going to actually start with Rita. What would you like to share with the listeners? Tell us a little bit about what you think. I'm really
3: happy that we're opening things up a lot more, whether we call it vulnerability whether we call it feelings, whether we call it emotions, whatever it is, it's really, really high time that we're truthful to ourselves. And and that's a huge thing. Now, I'm one of those people that have always been truthful. I'm one of those people that jumps off the ledge without sometimes that contingency, even though I teach and share about risk and practice (laughs) and mitigation, I will always 100% follow gut. And that's because I really feel that through whatever we want to call, you know, the trials or adventures of life that I've had personally, I found that's the only way to go for me. And every time I am true with myself, authentic, vulnerable, whatever it is, everything flows a lot better. And it doesn't mean it's perfect at all in any way. It doesn't mean everything showers down upon me in any way like that. But I go to sleep at night feeling authentic. Peggy. What do you think? What are some of your takeaways?
2: I would like to just say that everything that Shawnee said just makes so much sense. And I'm going back to a generation when I was one of the few women in business. And I've always sort of had that more instinctive, more emotionally based sort of, I don't know, I brought something to the table that men just didn't have. And it was in a time when it wasn't really practical for that to come into the workplace. So I always decided from the very beginning to just stay true to who I am. I was in a time when a woman couldn't say, I have to go pick up my kids at school. But I decided to just be that person. I just decided to instead put myself out there to criticism or whatever it was and just say, you know what, this is important to me. I've got to, I've got to run from this meeting. I got to go pick up my kids at school. And I know that doesn't sound like a big authentic thing. But if you were in that world in 1990 whatever it was. When did I start? 1991. You were in a boardroom with 20 men who, you know, obviously just lived and breathed work. It was a very different thing. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to play this game very, very differently. I'm going to play it for who I am. I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to pretend that I want to be here while my kids are sitting waiting for me at school. And I'm not going to pretend that I am not a person and that I am just a business transaction to these people. So my service-based business was based on them knowing me, who I was, what was important to me and those values. And it worked very, very well for me. I have clients that I that I had then. I still have them now. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's so
4: awesome. Ina, do you want to go next? I love what you had to say. I think the biggest takeaway for me was delving into your feelings to find out like feelings tell you things and the FBI part of it. I mm. think that's really cool. I think that ties into gut instinct, which we talk a lot about as entrepreneurs and which we listening to our intuition, you might want to call it intuition, gut instinct, but it is really those feelings that lead you there. There is something happening physically in your body and emotion and sometimes even a physical reaction like you feel I feel sick, I don't feel well, I have a headache. So it might come up in different ways, but we gotta pay attention.
0: What I got out of this was the, the three words and using those F words and, uh, you know, acknowledging that and recognizing that as opposed to my other preferred F word. I'm sure <laughs> everybody knows what that is. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because we've heard words like, you know, having a gut feeling. Rita mentioned that earlier is, you know, listening to your gut. And there's this piece of when you're in business, when you're not in alignment. So whether it's the fear the feeling and you're not prepared, um, as you had mentioned, like that's another thing is just having that alignment of preparedness. And when that's not happening, when you go to actually do the action, that's where, you know, potentially another word, there's some fumbling. And so I think it's it's really important for um, entrepreneurs. You know, we call this uh, podcast Serenity Now. And the idea is to be able to bring serenity to entrepreneurs and let them know that these are things that everyone is feeling. So just really wanted to thank you on behalf of the Serenity Sisters for joining us today and just sharing the nuggets of knowledge and, and wisdom um, that you've shared. And it's really important that everyone knows, you know, we'll be able to post some information about your Um, service offerings and on your website and your accolades and whatnot um, with this podcast. But Having opportunities to work with people like Shawnee to take your your mindset to a different level and to really address things like the fear and the faking. And if you're feeling that, I think, and, and the feelings of it as well, really important to be able to reach out and, and get some help from there. So thank you, Shawnee for your time. Thanks for joining us on Serenity Now and looking forward to uh,
1: this episode coming out into the world. Thanks to all of you. I enjoyed sharing the F words and uh, being yeah. able to, to yeah. actually say some swear words on this there's something, there's something freeing about sick. that there's another f-word <laughs> <rough> <laughs> yeah
3: another f-word love it great uh, i feel like we're supposed to clap for shawnee right I think now so i <laughs> <feel like. laughs> so I went with my feeling, shawnee i was being authentic
1: <laughs> Ooh, thank you
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some good tips and best practices that would benefit your entrepreneurial journey. Remember, none of the content in this podcast should be relied upon as standard legal or business advice. Always consult a professional for your specific business. You may know someone who could benefit from this podcast. Please share it with your business community. And perhaps it can give an entrepreneur you know, some serenity now.